get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Tyrell Pigram. Well, I think we got a little bit of music playing here. Hope you guys can hear me all right. Welcome inside game day after dark. We'll see if we can uh, straighten this one out here. See where it's coming from. Incredibly distracting. Uh, got music uh, playing in my ear, but uh, we'll see if we can get it uh, get it straightened out here. Oh yeah, I see what's happening. Got uh, some technical difficulties here. Uh, Going to take the monitors out of the ears. Uh, hey. Tyrell Pigram, he electrified everybody inside the madhouse on Matheson tonight. Man, oh man, uh, he really opened some eyes. He uh, did some impressive things. And, you know, uh, he really, I think, solidified his spot on this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team. Well, he's already here. I wanted to start early, but I wanted to also uh, get things straightened out. Let's bring him in right now to game day after dark to form the dynamic duo. Well, I won't even say that. He's just dynamic on his own. Zach Schnitzer. Don't move, Zach. I'm going to fix your camera from afar, but uh, good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, it was at the Madhouse on Matheson with 24,000 plus fans cheering for the blue and gold db so it was a good night buddy it was a good night i mean it's preseason so whatever but uh <laughs> you know my my bonfire burning point is who cares <laughs> you know because anyway it was it's preseason so there was that it, it, it makes it muted a little bit my excitement but hey how about uh piggy t buddy no kidding, right? How about Piggy T? How Ooh. electric is this guy? He has it. Some guys just have an it factor, and I think he has an it factor. He's got something all right. I fixed the technical glitch, uh, okay. so I think we're straight now, but uh, let's do this. Let's bring in the live stats, and we'll see if I can even zoom in on Tyrell Pigram. Uh, five of six, 65 yards, had the touchdown on a nice over-the-shoulder fade route to Amari Jones, uh, j just to let everybody out there know, we're going to get into so much here on game day after dark. Zach and I are going to have our assessments. We'll hand out our, our game balls and uh, the happy honker and Walby's warrior and the rest for the preseason. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We're going to talk about Terrell Pigram. We're going to give you information on Kenny Lawler as more reporting has emerged. Um, and Mike O'Shea even had some comments uh, on the radio broadcast following the game. So we'll share all of that with you. I'm going to give you a list of guys that I think will make the team. I, uh, you know, Zach and I will get into a lot of the position battles, but just looking at the numbers. And I'm not talking about Terrell Pigram. I'm talking about everybody out there watching live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Hit the comments, join the Firestarter crew, and uh, be sure to give us a, a thumbs up and uh, subscribe as well. And uh, we will uh, get you in on the conversation. Uh, what did you see in Terrell Pigram, Zach? Well, you know, it's a preseason game, right, Darren? And so it's it's the first half was a little bit 
was a little bit boring. You know, Drew Brown, I didn't didn't inspire much. And I know you and me were texting, right? Like he he didn't have a starting O line. He was arguably playing against the Saskatchewan starting defense, and he they was. they have a fearsome D line with uh, Lanier there and Robertson. So I mean, I get it that he was running for his life, but he also decided. We'll, to... we'll get into Drew Brown later. Okay, yeah, I know, but, I know. Like, but, I'll, I'll, but it I'll was kinda... to your point. I'll lay it out like this: Terrell Pigram may have made the team tonight, but he didn't steal anybody's job. He's not going to be the number two. We will dissect more later. But I want to yeah. know from your perch in the stands amongst the blue and gold fans, Zach Schnitzer, well, what it, what did you see from him tonight? Well, that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, I'm just saying, pardon me. Pigram jumped off the page, especially because. Drew Brown didn't do anything too exciting. And I'm not saying that's on Drew Brown. Yeah. So the crowd was kind of looking for a little bit of a spark. And some guys just have the it factor. Polaris mm-hmm. has it. And I think I think a guy like Piggy T has it. He 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 got everyone out of their seats again. Last week it was against Edmonton with that 45, 46 yard run and that 34 yard pass on second and twenty-seven got people out of their seats who were watching on the on the stream and people were getting out of their seats with Piggy you could you could hear when he went in people are I could hear people saying Piggy's playing Piggy Piggy I heard a couple Piggy tees yeah uh, in my section 128 people there was a there was a buzz there was a buzz going on when Piggy came in and you know he rewarded that uh, excitement with some really dynamic playing, whether he was shifty as hell running the ball, yeah. Whether he was, he, he he has an arm. He threw it. He threw the sole touchdown pass for the Bombers of the day, and and I also noticed that he opened up the running game for Salima because mm-hmm. you you have to respect. You have to have a spy on him. You have to respect the running quarterback, and so it opens up the run game. So I thought he was super exciting, Darren. Yeah. Uh... I think everybody should enjoy themselves when they go to a football game. They should enjoy themselves when they're watching or listening to a football game and something like tonight happens where a young guy that nobody knows too much about is playing the most important position on the field like Terrell Pigram does and he electrifies a crowd, electrifies a fan base, does some things, makes some guys miss, uh, throws a nice fade route, uh, operates the offense... But let's remember, this is the preseason. This is his second pro game. And yes, he's looked good in both of Winnipeg's preseason games in Edmonton last week against the Riders at home tonight. But do you remember watching Chris Streveler for the New York Jets? Did he steal anybody's job? No. Is this exactly the same situation? No, absolutely not. But temper expectations. Okay, that's all I'm saying from my perch in the press box, Zach. Your perch in the stands with the fans, the enjoyment, I would be there right with you if I wasn't a reporter and if my job wasn't to call a spade a spade and look at things a little bit more objectively, okay? All I'm saying is fans out there need to temper their expectations Understand that Drew Brown was running for his life tonight. You can't just put his play in a vacuum, compare it to Tyrell Pigram and say, well, he's better than Drew Brown. Drew Brown won a game for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 12 months ago when Zach Kolaris 
was forced from the game right. and, and entered concussion protocol. He went in there and orchestrated the second half of a, a scoring drive that helped them beat the Ottawa Red Blacks early in the season. What was that game one, game two? I think it was game, game one. one. It was yeah. game one. Uh, the concussion spotters pulled out Zach and uh, Brown went three for three for like 51 yards and yep. set them up on a, on a game winning field goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just important to temper the expectation on a guy like Terrell Pigram, who probably locked in a job, but is young, is inexperienced. He's showing a lot of good things. Hey, like this is where you say, great job, Kyle Walters. Great job, Buck Pierce. Great job, Danny McManus uh, and Ted Gavaya. Finding this guy in Toaston State in NCAA <laughs> Division II football. Uh, yeah, time at Maryland uh, before that. And I, I want to even pull up Terrell Pigram's college numbers because he is the story tonight. No doubt about that, Zach Schnitzer. But uh, here is Terrell Pigram's numbers through the years. Maryland, Western Kentucky, and then Tosin. Uh, you know, they don't play a ton of games in college football, but, you know, he's a sub-60% passer. And he is a sub-four yards per carry rusher. Okay, this is when he is manning the offense the entire time. Now, of course, like I was saying about Drew Brown, you can't put numbers in a vacuum or a player in a vacuum and say, this is who they are. The offensive play calling, the talent around Terrell Pigram in college, the talent around Terrell Pigram in the pros, uh, you know, system, opponent, who they're playing against, the situation, the weather, so many things. But Terrell Pigram, like... He's got a little something. Yeah. He's responsible with the football. He clearly understands the Winnipeg Blue Bombers system. And I think for Winnipeg, this is a very, very positive indication that they're on the right track in the way that they scout, in the way that they assess talent, in the way that they bring guys in with the right mentality, character, uh, and approach to professional football. That, you know, it takes a lot to be a good pro. And for Terrell Pigram, he's got time ahead of him where he's got to learn. We talked about it on Bonfire Midweek here on uh, the YouTube channel and, and on podcast. Get in there and, and hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Find us on your podcast app as well, by the way. Uh, but we talked about it, how, you know, you got to learn down and distance. You got to learn situational football. You got to learn uh, deeper into the playbook. Things are pared down in the preseason. It's going to take Terrell Pigram a little bit of time, it's my opinion. It'll take him a little bit of time to get comfortable and settle in and get accustomed to professional football. If the Bombers are in a pinch, no doubt he's going to come in and, and hopefully he can do some exciting things. But this is Zach Kolaris's team. Drew Brown will be the number two quarterback in 2023. Things can change, but I am fully confident that Drew Brown is the number two quarterback. That's not just like, oh, I, I really like Drew Brown. That's my opinion. Zach, you know how high I am on Drew Brown. You how are high on some Brown. Yep. I am high on, on some Drew Brown. But that's the reality of professional football. You're not going to grab a guy from college, bring him up, teach him a different game in three weeks, and expect him to be the number two and, and win you football games in relief or, or spot starting and that sort of thing. Uh, Terrell Pigram's going to learn this year and then develop like drew brown has over the last couple of years 
uh, and hopefully become a good quarterback. Rant over. So. What's that? Rant over. <laughs> Rant over. No, I hear you. I, I just think Piggy T is really exciting. And I and I really look like, 100%. I guess the other thing we can get to later is is Josh Jones. A poor guy only got about six minutes of action. Kind of the the the, the plays sort of dictated that. He went three of four. He, yeah, he went three of four. But, you know, he, I, he didn't do any. Like, it wasn't really his fault. He had no mm-hmm. time compared mm-hmm. to Piggy, but yep. he didn't do anything that that's going to say he's going to supplant Piggy. I think it was Piggy's job to lose. I think you would even said that Darren in midweek. Um, yep. And I, and I can't imagine that Josh Jones is in these parts uh, uh, by, you know, this time tomorrow or the next few days. I will just interject and say, there is always the possibility that Drew Brown, Terrell Pigram, they're two and three on, on the active roster. And Josh Jones, if Buck Pierce likes what he sees, if if Mike O'Shea or whoever on the staff likes what they waste see, the practice roster spot. He, on he could be, he could be, did you say waste or yeah. utilize? <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems to be, it seems like you'd be better served to have maybe one of the punters on there, but maybe. Um, or, hey, what, well, I wouldn't even I say know? one of the punters. We'll, we'll get into the punting game and Mark Leggio and yeah. the rest. Chandler Staten, that's what I would invest a practice roster spot on. Yeah. Missed his P- he missed his point after, though, although the, the snap and hold weren't, weren't, weren't golden on that mm-hmm. from what I yeah. saw. Uh, what, what else stood, uh, stood out to you today, Zach? Well, I mean, Matt Cole was someone who made some plays in the first preseason game, Darren. And I thought his returns, uh, he had a couple big, one was negated by penalty, but you know, that's not his fault. And I don't think that that penalty really allowed him to get a burst. Uh, He had a missed field goal return almost to midfield. He had another uh, kick return. That was, that's the one that was brought back. But I I thought he looked really dynamic on, on kick returns. And he, you know, he also plays defense. He had a nice tackle as well. I, I had him down for uh, I, I agree. I, I had some notes on Matt Cole. Um, I tweeted this during the game. Like he runs aggressively. He runs yeah. hard. Now, w- when, when you say a player runs hard, I'm not talking about like putting in full effort. I'm talking about uh, running with some authority, running with a little bit of juice, running with some aggression, not st- you know, uh, f- you know, fearing away or, or, or leaning away from contact, leaning into it. Matt Cole, to me, when the football is in his hands, he's like, stick your arms out all you want, yeah. you know, dive at me all you want. I'm going to keep running and I'm going to keep running with full power. You know, and, he, yeah. he, he just doesn't hesitate. Uh, I, I really like what I see in him. Uh, is he going to be a starting defensive back? Week one, probably not, but I think he's somebody the the Blue Bombers would really like to have as a as a DI, as a, an American yeah. defensive back and and special teamer that can make the game day roster. Yeah, who can and for deep for folks who who aren't familiar, the DI is the designated import. So there's four of them, and they're Americans who can play on special teams. This guy's a returner, uh, special teams, but yeah. they they can't start. But like you said, he could rotate in on defense. And do you do you want to leave a guy like that off the roster, especially because Janarian Grant was on the suspended list? We don't know if he's fully healthy. You need to have a returner of of Cole's ability in case Janarian Grant can't go or needs to be spelled off. 
no no question about that great to see everybody in the live chat numbers are growing by the day as bomber nation getting more amped up and more fired up here on bonfire sports for the 2023 regular season as you may have heard pregame postgame every single game here on the channel on your podcast app facebook twitter linkedin i think we're even on twitch i got one viewer on twitch how about that, Zach? You, you like always that? mention Twitch, and I always twitch. It's like uh, it's, it's like that scene from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air where it's like a tick, right? He's teaching yeah. uh, he's teaching his uh, his youngest cousin there, uh, teaching her how to fight or teaching her how to stand up for herself to bullies at school, and he's like, you know, you got to act a little crazy, get a little twitch going. <laughs> I love that scene. Uh, but uh, yeah, everybody, great to see the pregame and postgame, every single game, all season long through the 110th Grey Cup. Uh, for everybody's sake out there, hopefully the Winnipeg Blue Bombers make a fourth straight appearance in the game. It's in Hamilton once again this year, uh, then in Vancouver, then in Winnipeg in 2025. But uh, Bonfire Sports is where you want to be for it all and then of course bonfire midweek wednesday zach you and i are going to uh dig into the entire cfl uh with a little bit of blue bombers focus uh peppered in with it all it's gonna well, be fun of course we, well you know uh cj diddick wants us to start wagering uh for real right like wagering on sia.com a few a few shekels on each game and seeing who <laughs> throughout the season who uh who's on top there and i don't know do you want to put your money where your mouth is or what do you think bet let's do it and by bet i mean you gotta go to sia.com slash bonfire sia is canada's sports book it's not just a marketing line they are legit canadian own and run and uh well for my money that's where i want to bet and uh, I haven't been into the, the sports betting scene too, too long. Uh, I take my uh, journalistic approach to my job more seriously than my rec time and, and, and gambling and, and sports betting and that sort of thing. But when I see value, I see value. And when I see an opportunity to, uh, you know, have a little bit of fun and uh, throw in your words, a couple shekels down uh, on, you know, a CFL game or a little NHL or a little NFL or a little NBA or whatever. Uh, I'm going to do that at SIA.com slash bonfire. Jump on there. You're going to get a sweet bonus. 100% of whatever you deposit between 20 and $1,000. I think it's still a thousand dollars that they will bonus you in bet credits if yeah. you deposit a thousand but i mean hey you know throw 50 bucks in there 20 bucks in there uh you know grab a buddy and, and you know uh do it together it, it can be a lot of fun so uh yeah okay you and me you want it you want to go head to head this year we can do yeah, that yeah i think we should no it doesn't we'll, have to we'll, be we'll 20. talk we'll talk units not dollars How about yeah that? it doesn't have to be 20 bucks a game like cj was saying that guy yeah. just wants to make us poor but well like if you want to put 100 bucks down on every game and i want to put five we'll just say you put one unit and i put one unit yeah and then sure. it's still equal but like you know you got the purse strings i see and, what you're uh, doing there with your unit the, the, that beard's looking good though db i know you put it out on twitter where to go mm -hmm. um, i know they're not a sponsor so we don't have to plug them but not, not a sponsor yet maybe <laughs> well, how about this that. if you're a barber or a salon yeah. or um you know men's face care heck, yeah. even women's face care we don't yeah. care we don't discriminate we don't tons of females tons yeah. of females tons of 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 uh 
Phyllis um, is here. Tons of women have reached out have reached out, have been in the live chat, have been fans and listeners uh, and uh, viewers of Bonfire Sports for a long time. I love that. Football is for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And every fan's opinion is worth the same. It is worth a lot. And that's why we invite you to come join us around the fire. You are the fire starters. But uh, yeah, you, if you're a barber, hit me up. 816-8477-204-816-TIPS. Call, text, leave a voicemail, leave a message, uh, text message, uh, just like texting your mama. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe you want to uh, get your message out to the thousands that download right. our podcast and watch our YouTube channel. Uh, we're just getting started here. We're just getting heated up. We're just getting warmed up. And I'm, gr- I'm just getting warmed up with my beard. I'm growing it back. So I, I like the beard. I had too many women in my life say, Zach, you got to have the beard back. You have a house full of ladies. <laughs> so you know you know a couple uh, are human and then the rest they're also ladies and then you got a boy cat that is just in love with me and i'm allergic no it's the girl cat she's in love with you oh it's the she's, girl cat the black yeah, and orange yeah the black and orange the tortoise bonfire she loves those bonfire you, midweek Darren. colors that's why yeah, that's why that's, that's that's why that's you got it right there but uh speaking of warming up trevor harris yeah. was just getting warmed up tonight and then yeah. head coach craig dickinson pulled him from the game he yeah. lobbied but nope sticking to the game plan trevor harris Darrell walker teammates in edmonton in 20 uh 2021 oh, that's right that's uh, right yeah reunited again will they have a little bit of magic uh with two very talented tailbacks in saskatchewan mm. I'm hesitant to say as much yet, but they did look good. Demario Houston did not look so good guarding Darrell Walker tonight. Uh, anybody uh, stand out to you, good or bad, Zach, before we, uh, you know, get into Kenny Lawler, Carlton Agadosi, Rashid Bailey, uh, yeah. you know, and, and some of Mike O'Shea's comments that he shared on the radio earlier. Well, Demario Houston seemed to have a tough time today, and mm-hmm. I know it's only preseason, and he's a guy, as you've mentioned, he took Winston Rose's job on the boundary side corner, but he he was beaten long. He he was beaten a couple times by Darrell Walker. Um it could just be, you know, he I don't I don't know that he played much in the first preseason game, so he could just be, you know, getting shaking the rust off, but uh sure. a bit concerning to see him. Now the other the other point is is the other team gets paid too. I know it's just such a cliche, but uh, it's a nice way of saying Darrell Walker. You know he may have fallen off last year, but maybe he's a guy that that uh, that you know re. What am I trying to say here? Oh, like Where, uh, maybe he's, he reignites some magic. magic. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Maybe yeah. he regains the magic. Reestablishes uh, himself as a dangerous player in this league because right. to remind everybody, Darrell Walker was kind of sleepwalking over the last two years in yeah. Edmonton. Did not look and, like himself, looked like a shadow of himself. And and maybe and maybe that's because of who was throwing to him rather than yep. his own uh, Offensive talent system. tailing off, yep. right? Uh, yep. And so maybe you see a resurgence of Darrell Walker and maybe uh it was just him and him and trevor harris being on the same page being sharp uh and houston just happening happening to be the victim of that tonight maybe maybe it's nothing yeah maybe maybe we'll see we'll see you never know till uh live bullets and uh we are less than a week away six nights from now 
We're going to have CFL regular season action. And then Friday night, uh, Bombers host the Hamilton Tiger Cats cross-conference rivalry. Looking forward to that pregame and postgame, as always, right here on Bonfire Sports. But uh, to tee it all up, you and I are going to get things going on Bonfire Midweek. Uh, this past week, Zach, you and I talked about the breaking news at that time. Um, or sorry, it was me and Chris Walby talking about the breaking news on the pregame show uh, just yesterday. Uh, Kenny Lawler placed on the suspended list. Let's quash and squash. Both are correct words. They are. Uh, quash, quash and squash, and they're worth the same uh, points in Scrabble. That's, you're right. You're right, but right. they're worth no, zero squash. here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll just move on, but let's squash the rumors and the misinformation out there, okay? Kenny Lawler was not suspended by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as a punitive move. It was not a disciplinary move. They did not suspend him because he was charged and convicted with a crime, okay? He was uh initially arrested and charged with driving under the influence in October of 2021 okay at that time the blue bombers suspended him he did not make his game checks he came back finished the season and then the next year signed with the Edmonton Elks and played last year with the Edmonton Elks 2022 uh this past year and this is like this is from uh conversations i've had and a lot of this information coming from Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg Sun. Uh, go check my Twitter, twitter.com slash Darren Bombing. Uh, you'll, uh, or, or just pull up uh, the Winnipeg Sun uh, online or uh, the broad pages if you're uh, more of a, a old school paper type of person. And uh, read his story. They dug up all the information on Kenny Lawler. So he was suspended this time by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because... He was tried in court, pleaded guilty, and convicted of that crime in April of 2023, okay? The Blue Bombers obviously knew he was charged, obviously knew that he was going to go to court for this in the spring, and he did, and he was convicted, okay? He will pay a fine and be you know uh disciplined the way anybody would be in manitoba for driving under the influence okay and kenny lawler has said it himself he regrets it more than anything let's see him uh move on with his life and uh uh be on the straight and narrow from here uh and, and hope for the best for him and then that nobody was hurt in this situation uh or in the future um that said what has happened, and this is the reporting that uh, Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg Sun did, is that now that Kenny Lawler um, is a convict, uh, was convicted, his work visa was no longer valid. So he is not valid. He is not eligible to work as an American citizen in Canada. Okay, so that's why he is placed on the suspended list. It's not discipline. It is a roster move, so the Blue Bombers retain his rights. They do not nullify his current contract, where they paid him $125,000 signing bonus and 
they'll pay him his salary during the year. I think I've got that. His salary is $125,000. Forgive me. The signing bonus may be a different number. I digress. The point of the matter is he was suspended in order to retain his contract and status uh, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers while he gets this stuff figured out. Because right now, Kenny Lawler is not eligible to play in the regular season in the CFL. Okay? He spent the winter in Edmonton, so he has not traveled back to the United States. He has not crossed the border because he knew he was, you know, you don't do, like, I don't know, if I was convicted of something in a foreign country and I'm not a citizen there, Zach, wouldn't you think that, you know, maybe staying in that country until it hits court is probably a good idea if you're able to do that? That's what Kenny Lawler did. And, well, now the work visa is not uh, valid. Mm -hmm. So they're going to hopefully get this straightened out the next three to four weeks. Could be longer. Let's, it it could very well be longer. It could be shorter. But as of right now, Kenny Lawler will not be in the lineup uh, in seven days time when the Blue Bombers host the Ticats regular season week one. So what would happen if they hadn't suspended him? Well, he would take up a roster spot. Right. So this is this is about saving a roster spot. At it's the about end of the saving day. a roster spot. It's about, uh, well, it's not even that. If you're on the roster, you're getting a check, right? So they're saving money as well by putting him on the suspended list. Well, y- yes. I mean, it's more so the blue bombers aren't saving money by suspending him. Kenny Lawler cannot receive a paycheck. He cannot work legally in Canada as of today, as of right now. So he's got to, he's got to clear up this work visa. Yes. That is, that is being put in jeopardy by having a conviction. Yeah. And that, that, when you say it like that, it sounds like it's a little more complicated than three or four weeks, but I don't know the legalities of these things. I just can imagine that this could get tied up pretty easily uh, in in the labyrinth that is the legal system. Hey, you know, it, it, it takes time. You know, he was convicted in 2021, uh, October, and was, or sorry, he was charged yeah. in October of 2021. He was not tried. He did not plead, and he was not convicted until April of 2023. So it's like yeah. 18, what, like 18 months, right? And it sounds like he wasn't, you know, he's a guy who pleaded guilty. It's not like the the legalities were complicated here. The, yeah. You know, it's pretty cut and dry. He he admitted to the to the crime. So, yeah. I mean, if he misses four games, that's a quarter of his game jacks almost, eh? Like, that's a lot. Yeah, like five games is more than a quarter of the season. Um, yeah. 18 games, right? They don't get paid on the bye weeks. They get paid uh, by the game that they play. That doesn't right. matter if you're Zach Kolaris or a Canadian rookie or even a practice roster guy. Um, well, I think practice roster guys get paid by the week, not by the game. But this this will this will affect the Winnipeg Blue Bombers salary cap. It'll probably yeah. ease things a little bit. Uh, you know, I want to talk to you about Sean Lemon. I heard a little I heard a little something about Sean Lemon tonight. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. These that I mean, there's a lot of excitement about the the possibility of bringing a guy like him in. Well, what do the Blue Bombers have? They have, I would say, a need on the defensive line. You know, is Willie Jefferson not going to start? No, he's going to start. Jackson Jeffcoat's going to start. Okay, 
Jake Thomas. If he's healthy. Jake Thomas is going to start. Ricky Walker is probably going to start. Uh, just pulling up the the Bombers uh, roster here. Well, now, now Caleb Thomas, he has another sack tonight. Yep. He might be someone that makes the team, hey? You, Mike O'Shea talked about him uh, after the game tonight and and you know like likes what he's he's seen um yeah okay so we got we got kenny lawler out of the way just just going back to my my notes here we're going to talk about agadosi and bailey and the winnipeg blue bomber starting receiving core without kenny lawler to start the year um we'll talk about the punt game uh, i think people are curious to talk about mark leggio talk about carl schmitz and uh talk about jamison sheehan uh and chandler staten in addition to uh sergio castillo and how that all might shake out uh michael shea talking to uh dt and db on ob uh the the, nice. host, the host broadcaster uh tonight o'shea happy with the effort thought the team played hard but they were not good enough. He did not like what he saw as far as uh, execution. Uh, they were sloppy. Sloppy was a term uh, Mike O'Shea used tonight. Way too many penalties. Like, I, I should yeah. pull the penalty numbers up. I get it's 40 preseason. yards. Yeah. We had 40 yards of penalties. But how many were declined? A ton. A bunch. Mm. So, uh, I think those are areas like, hey, this is a very veteran uh, thin preseason game two yeah. lineup right um but uh michael shea direct quote talking about terrell pigram he is an electric player um so the head coach sees what all of you out there in, in bomber nation saw uh as well and then asked about kenny lawler um by Derek taylor um michael shea asked do you expect will, will kenny lawler be back Absolutely, said the head coach. So, uh, again, they're not mad at Kenny Lawler. They're trying right. to figure it out. They signed him this offseason, knowing that his court date was a couple months from then. And, right. uh, you know, he probably told them he was going to plead guilty. And, and that's what I'm he sure did. I'm sure he did. Yeah. So, um, so with no Kenny Lawler, uh, Zach, I would love to hear uh, people in the live chat. Be sure to hit us up right now. If you're watching this after... You can still hit the comments on YouTube and on Facebook. I read them all. Um, or if you're listening on podcast, text the hotline 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. Just like texting your mama. Uh, standard message rate supply. How do you see the Winnipeg Blue Bombers starting receiving core shaping up? Carlton Agadosi, Rashid Bailey, Dalton Schoen, who did not play in the preseason. Is he healthy? We'll see. Indications are yeah. he is. Uh, Nick Dembski, Drew Olatarski as the Canadians. Maybe Janarian Grant? Will Janarian Grant be ready for week one? Saw him on the right. field today. Uh, did not play in the preseason. He's coming off the suspended list. Uh, just a personal matter. Again, my understanding is it's not a disciplinary thing when these guys are placed on the suspended list. The Argos placed a guy on the suspended list today. No word of it being disciplinary it's just a word yeah. people you know yeah. associate with discipline but it's not well they should they should maybe change the the word because people people get in an uproar about it but it's really a paper move but i think what you were getting to here is with lawler out and we don't know how long i guess it depends how long it takes uh the work visa situation to get sorted out given mm -hmm. that he has a conviction uh, obviously he's he he's going to be able to play at some <clears throat> point so yep 
you, you've got Agadosi. I know Jeff Hamilton was thinking Agadosi takes that spot. That seems to be a pretty, pretty fair argument. You know, you look at Agadosi tonight. He he was pretty good. He caught uh, three three passes on seven targets for fifty one yards, mm-hmm. and he had that large of thirty. He was also open in the end zone. That Piggy threw it behind him. He would have had a touchdown there. Um, you know, they end up scoring on the on the third third down try there to uh, Amari Jones uh, in the corner of the end zone from Piggy. But I Jones thought Agadosi looked skills, good. Man. Jones and I was. Skills. Yeah, he does. And and I was sitting pretty I was sitting in row five today with some friends of mine, the Bouchelle family. I love them. Caitlin. Caitlin, I I love your husband too, but Caitlin Caitlin's the real bomber fan there. Careful. Um, anyway, Careful, it's her husband. I know. And he, he he's actually a ninja. <laughs> so if I say that too much, he can kill me. But he's he's tried once before. That's another story. But they they were on row five and I they were it was very close to the action. And man, is Carlton Negadosi a giant man? He really is. <laughs> like he really And he's is. bigger than he looks when you say like, oh, he's he's skinny. No, he's really not. He's just he's not that skinny. he's that tall, that long limbed that he looks yeah. skinny. But he's got some he's got some some beef on him. So he's got beef on he's him. He's not yeah. gonna be a physical pushover. I think he's a, a real weapon at six eight, whatever it is. Uh I think that's why why he wears eighty six because he's six foot eight. Hmm? Maybe is that? I thought he was only six six. Six eight is. I'll look uh, it up. I'll look it up. You're gonna you're look gonna it hold, up. I you're mean, gonna hold the reporter surprised. to the. You're gonna hold the reporter to the stats. Well, I have eh? to. You say you're the objective one, so I have to. Uh, he's six, six. I have to objectify you. He I is mean, six six. What am I saying here? Object? No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Subjective. Objective. <laughs> Biased. None of Bias. Uh He is 6'6", 220. 220. Uh, that's a yeah, nice that's, size. It's uh, uh, almost as heavy as me, and I'm 5'6". <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one right there. Uh, sure, it's you been did a, that. It's been a tough winter. Um, so you got Agadosi, <laughs> you got Rashid Bailey, and yeah. I think for the Blue Bombers, it's, it's probably safe to say uh, that... Uh, uh, Dalton Schoen will be in the starting lineup, as will Nick Dembski. I think Brennan yeah. O'Leary-Orange and Drew Wolitarski are maybe not neck and neck, but I think O'Leary-Orange, Bolo I like to call him, uh, yeah. bumping, just bumping at the back of Drew Wolitarski in that Blue Bombers starting receiving core. Um, I, I think that might be a spot... The Blue Bombers, well, they, they might have some options there. Yeah. Um, and uh, you got, um, uh, well, Jeremy Murphy, the rookie Canadian 2023 draft pick. Uh, he connected with Terrell Pigram in each of the preseason games. Uh, he has looked pretty darn good. Jordan Salima uh, at running back, I think, is an interesting player that could make this football team, I, I've got him as a guy that I think will make the team. Um, I got a handful of guys here. Um, we'll, we'll get into them in a second. But when you've got um, someone like Amari Jones, who we talked about this on midweek, he started games in the NCAA at wide receiver. He started games in the NCAA at running back. He started games in the NCAA at quarterback. This guy is a true slash, a double slash, right? Double slash. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, he, he's one stripe short of an Adidas band, okay? He <laughs> has speed. The way that he turned his body and, and spun in the air on that fade route touchdown grab from Terrell Pigram, uh, he's clearly athletic. Um, yeah. Did he get too much going in the return game? I don't think so. I'll have to look at those numbers. But uh, I think he's somebody that, that could make this team. He joined training camp late, uh, so he wasn't able to... Um, I think he joined the team like the day before the game at Edmonton or two days before the game at Edmonton, so he didn't dress there. But he did dress tonight and looked pretty good. Just the, just the one catch, but returned some kicks as well. Uh, Amari Jones, double slash. Uh, he might just be a, a nice little weapon. Uh, yeah, he Zach had Carr's a decent disposal. kickoff. He, yeah. he uh, returned one kickoff for 23 yards, Darren. Well, there you go. That's pretty good. There you go. I, I heard the return numbers and the punt numbers might be off today. Uh, yeah. What? So he, he had one kickoff return for 23 yards. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, we should be talking about Matt Cole and the, and the missed field goal return. Yeah, 46 yards, 64 yards. Like, man. Whew. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. If he's a DI and maybe Amari Jones is a DI and those, those are your two returners, if Janarian Grant isn't ready to start the season, right. uh, that, that would be kind of a, a nice thing. Um, we talked about Matt Cole. On the defensive side, uh, Jake Kelly. Uh, Canadian at safety. Um, I'm told he's, he's doing some really good things. He's, he's mm. putting in the work and, and, uh, he's, he's a good football player. So with Noah Hallett being released and essentially like, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to miss the majority, if not all of this upcoming season, as he tries to recover from just an, uh, a, a nagging injury, um, yeah. that just won't go away. Um, maybe Jake Kelly's a guy the Blue Bombers look at to, you know, replace a Nick Hallett or to replace um, uh, a Retta Cramdy. Uh, ni nice player there. Uh, how about Barrington Wade? You you texted me during the game. You, you liked what you saw from the linebacker. Yeah, I thought he had a couple of nice tackles. He missed a couple as well, I think. It was hard to keep track, but uh, I thought he I thought he had a nice game. You can certainly see his his length and size. <laughs> Uh, when you're when you're sitting on the row five, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons they like him, just that body type. Uh, you know, if you have if you have ar long arms like that, right? You you can you can stuff a hole a lot easier, assuming you're not arm tackling, of course. But uh, I, I thought I thought he didn't look out of place there. And what? How about you? Yeah, I mean, th this is a guy um, in in Barrington oh, did Wade. Did you, Darren? Oh, I muted myself. How about oh, you that? muted yourself. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sir Barrington Wade the third. Yes. yes, I thought he was good. Uh he he's somebody, Barrington Wade, at linebacker as an American rookie, who people around the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the media have been talking about since the beginning of camp. Uh he looks to be the real deal. Uh is he gonna start week one? That's always what I'm gonna say in qualifying a, an athlete who is a rookie in the CFL. Is he going to start week one? I don't think so. I don't think the Blue no. Bombers will need him to. Even if Adam Bighill, who has not put on pads and a helmet, at least during official practice activities, he might be doing something uh, on his own before or after on the field, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm sure he's he's working his tail off. But Adam Bighill could miss the beginning of the season. I think that's a tangible reality now. Um, 
if Big Hill can't go, I think it is, and and should mention Kyrie Wilson, also on the six-game injury list to start the year alongside Tiadric Hansen. Uh, I still think Winnipeg looks at their linebacking core and says, mm-hmm. we're going to go with Shane Gauthier. We're going to go with yeah. Jesse Briggs. We're going to go with Les Maruo, the global uh, returning for his second year. He had a great rookie season uh, in 2022. And uh, we're going to go with Malik Clements at, at linebacker. And they even have some other options if they want to go a little bit deeper than that. So uh, he might even make the roster for week one. I noticed him on pretty much all the special teams units tonight, uh, Barrington Mm -hmm. Wade. So if he's able to do that, he's able to uh, continue to grow and be a a good Winnipeg Blue Bomber. I mean that by character and work ethic and fitting in, you know, FIFO, it's on the rings for a reason. Um, If he's able to do that, then I think, uh, you know, Barrington Wade's somebody that, uh, you know, we could be talking about uh, come playoff time or if the Blue Bombers need him even earlier than that. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he didn't pop off the page as much as the Bombers would have hoped. I don't know. But you've you've got that experience in Goche and and Briggs and Maluo and, and, and I assume Malik Clements starts at the will spot. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but it could be, you know, some of these guys take a long time to mature and, and, and learn the game, uh, the CFL game, if they're Americans. So we'll, interesting to see where Barrington Wade ends up, um, by the end of the year. Hey, Darren. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like I, like I want to maybe mention alongside my comment about like, maybe come playoffs. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm not saying he's not going to do any, he's not going to do nothing. He's going to do something before the playoffs. It's, right. It, he's not going to be a, a non-factor, a zero factor uh, during the regular season. He He's probably going to make the team. He's probably going to make uh, the week one roster, um, my guess. And uh, I just mean, you know, he could be somebody that could become heavily rotational by mid or late season. Uh that's what I mean by, you know, playoffs. We, yeah. we could be talking uh, a lot about him. Uh, you want to talk about the punters? Because I think yeah, I was this, say. this Bombers kicking game is wide open. I think Sergio Castillo will be the place kicker. He'll kick off. He'll handle yeah. uh, the converts and the field goals. But you got two globals and you got a veteran Canadian three-tool kicker who is much maligned amongst the Blue Bombers fan base that are all fighting for one job. Yeah, I, I, we were talking about rotation. I mean, what a rotation there. You had the three three punters, right? You've got Castillo and Staten, it was a kicker, and, and three punters. Well, just to get the kicking out of the way, Castillo hits from 29, the only field goal attempt. Staten misses his point after attempt, which, again, I don't know if it was a snap and hold, Darren. I don't know what you saw, but uh, that's not good for Staten. I don't know. Maybe he makes the practice roster, but he's not unseating. Castillo. And then you have Legio, Carl Schmitz from Bermuda, and Jamison Sheehan from Australia, uh, all fighting it out, all duking it out, two globals and one Canadian. Much maligned Mark Legio, the incumbent. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, you, well, well, first you thought it was his job, and then you were kind of waffling on it, saying you don't know if Legio actually had the job. What what do we make of tonight's performances by these three punters? 
Well, what what can you make of them? Uh, you can just look at the you can look at the raw numbers, and yeah. you can look at how effective they were. Uh, Legio took a illegal kick penalty, kicking one out yeah. of bounds. Um, yeah, the holding, the snap, uh, th- those sorts of of situations. And and remember, this was not the Blue Bombers' starting lineup in the preseason finale. Gone are the days of. Football yeah. teams ensuring that their big names play in front of their home fans in their one preseason game. It's about ensuring that week one, regular season, live bullets, games that matter, everybody is as ready as they can be. So if the Bombers played their first game at home and the second game was on the road, maybe uh, we would have seen some Zach Kolaris at IG Field, but but not the case. So... For these punters, with a young lineup, a job audition lineup, I'll I'll almost refer to it, I think it's tough to fully gauge these guys, but uh, bigger paychecks out there, rightfully so, they're the ones who are going to look at all of these guys, uh, the two global uh, prospects uh, and Mark Leggio, and make a decision, right? Do we go with somebody who we know what we got, or do we go towards a global rookie that you're less sure about, but clearly if you decide to go that way, you like them? This is my question uh, that I wonder, Zach, and, and maybe I'll get you to chime in on it, is if Teadric Hansen is on the sixth game injured list to start the year, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to need depth at global. Because they have Les Maruo, he'll be a special teamer, he'll be uh, a rotational linebacker. They have Solomane Karamoko, who is a DB, a big body DB, kind of hybrid type, dimebacker, safety. Could he start? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But if you have a global kicker, if you have a global punter. Yeah, it's a good point then, you know, you need to dress two globals every game. You don't need to start them, but you need to right. dress two. Uh, can Karamoko be somebody the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are comfortable as a backup defensive back? Because you don't have a whole bunch. It's one thing yeah. if you got to play a D lineman at O-line, like, if you know, if the O-line gets ravaged by injuries in a game and Jake Thomas has got to go play guard. That's one thing. But if you got to take a receiver and play them at DB, like Deron Carter practiced at DB before playing DB and he still struggled, right? And he's a bit of a freak athlete. So I don't think you want to put yourself in a situation where you don't have the depth at defensive back that you need. So um, maybe global punter is the direction the Blue Bombers want to go. I don't think Tomoya Machino, uh, again... For depth's sake, you're going to dress six offensive linemen, maybe seven at the most. But I don't know if the Blue Bombers want to do that. Uh, I think it's probably smarter to go with Karamoko or go with a global punter in addition to Les Maruo, who clearly is somebody they have a lot of confidence in to, to be a rotational player, to be a special teamer. Um, losing Teadric Hansen to the sixth game to start the year, it's put pressure on uh, on the roster maker led by Mike O'Shea, but that whole staff. Yeah, it's a really good point, Darren, with Tiazic Hansen and, and the whole ratio of global players that, that you need. You need to have two. Uh, 
because just looking at the raw numbers, Legio <clears throat> may have saved his job tonight. If you just look at the raw numbers and you take it out of context of, of the ratio. He punted one out of bounds. And that doesn't he show did. He did. And, uh, but Sheehan also shanked one. Um, but all in all, Legio had had the highest uh, average punt at 49. He beat out Schmitz by a yard, mind you. Jamison Sheehan averaged 36.5. But Legio also acquitted himself well in the kickoffs. He had the longest kickoff of the night. He hit a he hit a point after attempt. Uh, you know, we, we all we all have, sort of hold our breath when Legio tries to point after attempt. And I think all the pressure he was facing, I thought he acquitted himself well. I mean, given the pressure he was facing. And the other thing I think about is, you know, if for some reason Castillo goes down, at least they know Legio can kick. Uh, and they know what they have in him. And hopefully he continues to to improve in that part of his game. But so so I thought, it, you know, Legio may have saved his job. But when you think about the the roster considerations with Global's, uh, and and needing to dress too, and needing some depth, and you make a very good point. And could that um, be the pendulum upon which this kicking competition uh, result swings? Yeah, I mean, I mean, possibly. It'll be very interesting to see how this shakes out because they ain't Indeed. keeping all these guys. They ain't they ain't keeping all these guys. They can't, right? Um, Phyllis with an interesting uh, assessment. Less pressure on Mark Leggio if he's the sidekick to the kicker. That is, yeah. you don't have to handle all three duties. You can just punt, right? And let veteran uh, all-star caliber kicker Sergio Castillo do his thing. That is interesting. It um, is interesting. Something else I want to mention as a potential factor in this. Okay, and, and this is looking a little bit down the line. But Mark Leggio is in his third season with the Blue Bombers. What happens, Schnitzi, when a Canadian enters a contract year? What happens with that first post-rookie deal for a Canadian starter? You get paid. So, no, it's not the 2024 offseason. Okay, it's still 2023 and we're looking at the regular season kicking off in six days. So the Blue Bombers don't have to worry about that. Mark Leggio is still on his rookie deal. However, if you're looking towards the future, don't you want to develop somebody now? Like, look, yeah. if Carl Schmitz and Jamison Sheehan are not as good as Mark Leggio, the Blue Bombers should keep Mark Leggio. Yeah. But if they're as good or better, yeah. And this may sound stupid. Like it may sound like, well, no kidding, if he's if he's as good or better, you keep him. But Jamison Sheehan is not a place kicker, okay? Carl Schmitz is not a place kicker. Could they in a pinch? Probably. But as much as Blue Bomber fans who are maybe on the negative perspective of Mark Leggio as the Blue Bombers kicker. He's still somebody who I think there is trust to go get the job done. This Blue Bombers team started him in the Grey Cup. Yeah. And trusted him 
to help them win a game. Is he the re- like? Look, I said this on. He's not the reason they lost. No, there's a bunch of reasons why the Blue Bombers lost. You know, their third string quarterback threw two picks. Why is he throwing the football that much? Offensive yeah. play calling was a reason. Oh, Chad you're Kelly. Blood boiling again, Darren. I Chad was just Kelly was a reason. That. Well, I, I like to dig into the rationale <laughs> behind my my opinions, right? Um, okay. That all said, we'll, we'll, we'll park the 109th championship, okay? Uh, yes. For yes. for for the sake of it being June. Oh, it's June. Football. For, my, uh, for the sake of my mental again. health, just park yeah. it. For everybody's. Um, Dynasty denied. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, the Bombers have faith in Mark Leggio to say if they need him, he can punt, he can kick, he yeah. can uh, kick off, he can handle all three duties, okay? So when I say if Jamison Sheehan or Carl Schmitz are as good as Mark Leggio, maybe Leggio still gets the, pardon the terrible pun, the leg up on that punting job. Um, I do not pardon that pun, Darren. No, no, okay. All right. Uh, fair enough. I'll take it. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, what's that's a CE. They were talking about it on the uh, BC Lions uh, preseason live game last night. CE, critical error uh, when you're breaking down the film the next day. I'll take the CE uh-huh. on. I'll take the CE on that one. Um, but if Jamison Sheehan is better than Mark Leggio, if Carl Schmitz is bigger, better than Mark Leggio, I think as a global, there's value as like, look, I get one of these guys is 36 years old, but you're still going to be able to get four or five years out of a punter. If they're in shape, if they're in shape at 36, they're probably going to be okay when they're 39, 40, uh, you know, especially if they were on ice for all those years, like Lord willing. Yeah. Lord Lord willing. Lord Uh, willing. Lord willing, Lord willing, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm embodying my Saskatchewan, uh, brethren with a little bit of uh, Bible belt there. Um, and, uh, like, you know, so the decision is going to be an interesting one when we hear about it in the coming days, what happens now? Well, they're cracking some cold ones. Probably. I don't know that for a fact, but they're probably cracking some cold ones. They're sitting back, they're watching some film. They're talking about the game and they're having a hot stove, just like we are right here on, on the bonfire. Mike O'Shea and the coaching staff and the upper football operations management are making cuts as we speak. Okay. They will not announce those cuts publicly until Mike O'Shea speaks man to man to every single individual. He'll probably want to speak man to man to every individual, whether they make the team or not. He probably wants to go to a Barrington Wade and say, Hey, congratulations. Looking forward to having you on the team and helping us win a championship in 2023. You know, as much as he's going to go to somebody who is going to get a plane ticket in the coming days to go home and have a personal conversation with him. That's the way Mike O'Shea operates. He he mentioned it on the radio on, on his post game. Mike O'Shea says there's no good things that come out of the next couple days. You know, no doubt guys that make the team, they're going to be elated. They're going to be over the moon. They're going to be very excited to continue their pro football journey for others. 
They're going to look at other opportunities. They're going to maybe decide to move on from football or look at other football opportunities. Um, but Michael Shea is not a fan of cutting guys because it's no doubt, probably a, a no doubt, a, an emotional time for, for everybody involved. Michael Shea included. He's been, he's been pretty clear uh, about that. Um, that all said, Zach, um, what maybe are you, uh, is there a player that, that, you know, you think is maybe a dark horse or somebody you, you think you saw a little something in that, uh, could crack the lineup? Well, if I, I, I think, I think, um, Caleb Thomas is someone who I think it would be hard to leave off the team at this point. He has a, he's had a sack in each game and he blocked the, a walk-off field goal attempt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, big time players make big time plays and big time moments. Isn't that what they say? Right. And uh, you know, when you're being auditioned under the bright lights and you make a sack for both preseason games and you, potentially potentially win a game by blocking a field goal for your team. I think that's that's pretty exciting for the coaches and I think that counts for a lot and I think you know defensive line is a place where we are going to need more depth. We're still smarting from the loss of uh, Stove Richardson, uh, Casey Sales, um even going back to Drake Nevis. So I think he's a guy that if he can continue that at that clip, he's an exciting piece to have on your roster. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um, what do you think of Damian Jackson, the former Navy seal who is kind of a, a, just a a do all be all guy, long snapper, even caught uh, a pass D line. Well, yeah, he's playing fullback and he caught a pass, picked up four yards. Does he look the most fleet of foot? No, he doesn't. But yeah. uh, Michael Shea has talked about uh, Damian Jackson as, you know, uh, I, I think um, I think Glenn Suter mentioned it on the broadcast tonight on TSN that uh, there's just some guys, you know, like he'll ask Michael Shea, like, you know, like what, what kind of guys is, is this? You know, is he, yeah. uh, you think he'll make the team? What's he, what's he got? And Michael Shea will just respond to Suter and say, uh, you'd like him as a teammate. And that's kind of enough said, you know, th- yeah. that's what, that's what Glenn Suter shared on, on the broadcast tonight. Um, Damian Jackson, I think is just, you know, he's got that Mike O'Shea. He's got a little bit of that Mike O'Shea, that little bit of that Mike Miller, a little bit of that Jesse Briggs, uh, a little bit of that Brandon Alexander, just a, a little bit of that, a little bit of that Adam Big Hill, right? A little bit yeah. of that, um, uh, it's hard to put a word to it. Uh, just a little bit of that extra, just that X factor, that intangible. Why is it called an intangible? We always talk about intel. He's got the intangibles. Well, intangible means you can't really touch it. It's not a real, oh, he's a really fast player. Oh, we like the ball in his hands. He can make guys miss. He's a sure tackler. He's great on special teams. He kicks, Uh, you know, he's a great punter. Those are tangible things. Intangibles are the things you can't touch. And those intangibles are the reason why Mike Miller is a future hall of famer. Why Jesse Briggs is going into how many years has he been in the league now? Nine, 10. Um, 
as a special teamer and, and uh, rotational backup linebacker, right? Uh, Damian Jackson's got a little bit of that based on, on what guys have said about yeah, him. Yeah. Interesting. But, but- he is interesting. He's fascinating and fascinating history. You know, he's a Navy SEAL. I mean, the guy can handle anything. He just learned how to be a fullback. And there he is playing fullback in an actual game. It's insane. So he does he does the long snapping duties as well. But I just don't know where he fits in this lineup because he's not going to start as a fullback. That's Mike Miller's job. Uh, is he going to be a DI? Are they going to use one of their defense uh, or designated imports on a long snapper, fullback, uh, defensive end? Because he also plays defensive end, isn't that right? Yeah, Jackson. He'd kind of be. Yeah. He, he would kind of be like the outside linebacker in a three-four yeah. system. So, like, like you know, you watch the NFL draft. They'll talk about like guys aren't defensive ends or outside linebackers. They call them an edge. You're an edge, right? So maybe right. you're a defensive end like a Jackson Jeffcoat. Maybe you're more of a outside linebacker like um, like a Von Miller, right? Where, yeah, you're a D lineman, but you're also kind of a quote-unquote outside linebacker. Does that exist yeah. in the CFL? Not really. Not really. But Teadric Hansen, when Teadric Hansen was drafted by the Bombers, he was a linebacker. Linebacker. Yeah, that's true. And now he's a D end. He's kind so, of that, so, yeah. that technique, right? So is is there room on the roster for Jackson? I think I, I just don't know, but maybe he's a practice roster guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, Mike Benson, former Winnipeg Rifle, hashtag rifle up. Go check them out uh, this season. Riflesfootball.com. Um is is uh you know, is Mike Benson uh gonna play another five, seven years? No. So maybe Damian Jackson's a guy that you want to stick around with and, uh, and develop a little bit. You know what I failed to do? Goodness gracious. Our good friends at Shannon's Irish pub. It was lit tonight there. Oh, they like throwing that word around. It's very Streveler-esque. Lit at (laughs) Shannon's tonight. 21 beers on tap. Amazing curated food menu. They got pub classics, but they also got amazing culinary delights beyond that. Their wings are off the charts good. You ain't getting bony little wings. Nice meaty wings, dressed up right, cold beer, your choice of scotch and whiskey and cocktails, and maybe you're into the shots. Uh, They got you covered. They got karaoke three nights a week, game day specials, Jets and Bombers games before and after. They are open. Go check them out. 175 Carlton Street, just a saucer pass down the road from True North Square. I'm scared to uh, bring you back up on, on camera, Zach. Are you doing all right? Oh, I'm just stretching my neck out, you know? Just that took that break to to make sure I was nice and limber for you. Appreciate that. Hey, pre <laughs> it's preseason for everybody, right? Well, yeah. I've got to I've got to fix my screen here because I I'm the way I'm looking into the camera. It's uh it's making my neck muscles twitch. So maybe I've it's bedtime. That out. Hey, maybe it's bedtime. Uh, I don't know if it's bedtime yet. We have I mean. Well, oh, we I, I want to we have to give out our major awards here. We do. We'll, we'll fire through those quick. I, I want to get the live chat involved. What do you guys think about uh, the Blue Bombers having a running back around to be the backup to Johnny Augustine or be the one-two punch with Johnny Augustine? Brady Oliveira 
may not be ready for week one. We will see. The words right. of Mike O'Shea in talking about Jackson Jeffcoat, Adam Big Hill, uh, Brady Oliveira, Winston Rose, these guys that have not participated in a lot of camp, nor have they played in either preseason game. Mike O'Shea says they'll be ready when they're ready. Yeah. That's the most you're going to get <laughs> Thanks, from Mike. That's the most you're going to get. Thanks Mike for clarifying Mike. things. <laughs> uh Jordan Salima I think is uh a player that has done some yeah. very nice uh, things. Uh 4.9 4.9 yards per carry. Yeah, had the touchdown. Yeah. Uh did did he have a catch? Yeah, he uh, had uh, two ca- two catches on three targets. So uh, oh, okay. he ripped one off for 18 uh, in, in the past game as well. So <laughs> Jordan Salima, him and, and Terrell Pigram, who we talked about at length off the top, if you missed our uh, our chat about uh, Piggy T, as they call him, uh, go check that out on the podcast or uh, you can rewind. That's the beauty of uh, Bonfire Sports. On demand and available. Jump ahead, jump back. Uh, it's there for you. Uh, we talked about it earlier on the show. I think Jordan Salima somebody uh that, that's that's going to be hanging around that's my opinion. listen I, I know he's canadian and that passport helps but and i don't want to be too controversial here but is is augustine good enough like is is he good enough to be the backup i know he's got the canadian passport he's had some sparkling numbers in the past uh both good enough both to be Oliveira's backup yeah is he played well enough in these two preseason games I don't know. He had a 3.5 average tonight, large yeah. of six. Uh, I know he wasn't well, playing with the starting O-line, yes, but that's, that's a big, that's he didn't one. look too good last week either. With that starting O-line, he, he looked pretty pedestrian. Yeah, so what did he have? I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see if folks in the chat think, I'm not sure Augustine is, has this, I don't, I know he plays specials too, but I'm not sure his job is safe. Am I am I being crazy? Uh I'm never going to call you crazy. <laughs> you can if you want. Well, yeah, I I might I might like call you after the show and be like, "Dude, you're crazy with." You're crazy. That. I mean I but... mean, let me just say this, Darren. Sorry, like last week I've just Is he up good enough? Stat. Is he good enough? Like that's he had that's five carries for 5 yards last oh. week. Hit the live chat. Do you like Johnny Augustine as the Blue Bombers number 2 behind I don't Brady Oliveira? I don't know if he's a guy we keep around. Yeah, th- this is interesting. Chris Joyle watching uh, live on YouTube. Looks like uh, Chris is a drummer as well. Throw Matt Cole hey, in as a rusher. Pretty Did pretty good on returns tonight, but Grant will likely have that role. Yeah, I, I agree uh, with Grant having that role likely, but will Grant play week one? I don't yeah, know. we don't Jordan, know. Jordan Salima, of... Jordan Salima can return too, as can Amari Jones. So they have right. options. These are good problems. Well, and Bomber fans saying Augustine can't get through contact. Uh, that's a problem if you're running back. If you look at the strength of a guy like Andrew Harris or Brady Oliveira, they they get yards after contact. They might not they might not stay uh, upright, uh, like totally vertical, but they're but they're falling forward for the couple extra yards after contact and uh, i don't i didn't see any of that from augustine it seems like he's more of a gasher but if someone if someone gets an arm on him or or you know whatever gets a shoelace on him he seems to go down yeah yeah uh lynn with a great point uh last year everyone was screaming for johnny augustine to start over right. Brady Oliveira. how the mighty have fallen 
Because Brady couldn't get it done, said Lynn. Well, Lynn saying Bomber Nation said that a year ago. And what happened? Well, Brady Oliveira was a thousand yard rusher. And a couple he weeks was. into the season, Zach, remind everybody what I said about the run game early in the season. They're not going to show all their cards. Mm. And then what happened? And then they started showing some cards and, and got some got some runs. Some flushes, some straight flushes, those kinds of runs. <laughs> Ryan Friesen, who, by the way, thanks for using your real name this year. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed uh, uh, Bob, Bob Molly <laughs> and those bomber. What were some of his nicknames? Legends. Bob Molly. I think one one time he was uh, Richie Leone or something. Yeah, but uh, I'm ignoring all your comments. I, I I don't know. I'm doing the best I can to uh, to follow the comments. It's a little bit different this year. New software. Hope you guys are enjoying uh, the new visuals uh, and interactivity with uh, some things this year. Uh, I mean, I'm looking for your comment, Mike, or, or Ryan. Here's one about Mike from Ryan. Mike Miller, greatest special teams player of all time. I think I literally pulled that up uh, earlier. Uh, Miller on the team, but missed a lot of training camp. Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, Jesse Briggs, some of those guys that are a little bit more veteran, they'll, they'll miss good stretches of camp. Um, but yeah, freezing. Mike Bob, Miller's Bob got Miller. a sweet mop going. Yeah. Like he's, he's cut from a different cloth. He's also freaking ripped. <laughs> like he is jacked. I saw him on the sidelines today because I was in I was in row five with my good friends Andrew and Caitlin and uh, yeah you could you could see the musculature on some of these guys. <laughs> He's just Craig, absolutely jacked. Craig Smith, for those of you that don't know Craig, uh, there he is holding the Grey Cup. Uh, he has won Grey Cups. He is a longtime uh, CFL professional football scout and uh, player personnel uh staffer for a handful of cfl teams great guy uh on top of it all even better guy uh than his outstanding career uh working in professional football but craig says what he sees uh yeah. as a professional uh football mind johnny augustine's game is speed and quickness not a power back uh i think what people will often confuse to craig's point what what people will often confuse is when johnny augustine breaks one outside and then it's like a weak side linebacker or a dime or a halfback or a corner stepping up to tackle him and he'll plow him. You know, he'll just truck him and, and run him over. By the way, Vance Barnes, who... Uh, yeah, he trucked right, someone, didn't he? Late in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. Just yeah. put him on his, uh, his you know, uh, <laughs> put him on his Augustine. There you go. Uh, but I, I think people confuse that power in the open field to truck a guy with power between the tackles that's a little bit more of a bowling ball right andrew harris he could do both johnny og or um brady Oliveira, he can kind of do both but Oliveira, lateral quickness like johnny augustine but more power between the tackles uh, at slower speed johnny augustine uh, a little bit more quickness to his game so yeah, but he's still not putting up any nice numbers either way. So well, we'll see. Know. We'll see how that shakes out. You know, Johnny Augustine's going to make the team. He, he's going to be on the roster. Uh, the Bombers start Brady Oliveira as a Canadian at tailback. They're going to have a, a Canadian 
uh, backup uh, in Johnny Augustine. So, or maybe yeah. they'll find out. Uh, you know, Jordan Salima's uh, great aunt uh, grew up in. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, grew up in Trois Rivières. Right. Or she, like, she was born like, on the uh, on the Confederation Bridge. Right, right. And she she had breakfast in Windsor, Ontario, yes. for one day. And yes, then, Grandma know, had breakfast in Windsor, Ontario, <laughs> nine and a half months pregnant, and. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you, hey, you never know. Um, you never know. You never know. But uh, it'll be interesting to, to see how that shakes out. You got a, uh, give me a game ball. Who you got, Zach? A game ball, uh, it's got to go to Piggy T. I got, I got a few game balls. Actually, actually, I just have a couple of game balls. But Just give me bigger, one. The bigger one goes to Piggy T. <laughs> I thought he was absolutely electric. Just like Michael Shea said, I thought he was phenomenal. He led, he had two, he had, I believe he had two drives and had two touchdowns, mm -hmm. two touchdown drives on each of his drives. So uh, he, he can run, he can pass, maybe he can even fly. Uh, but uh, no, that was a bad one. Oh, I just, I just, I yeah, just gotcha. I yeah. just gotcha. But uh, no, I thought he was electric. I, I really, I, I had, I had a lot of fun. My eyes got wider. And he, as I said, you heard the crowd. You heard an audible electricity in the air, um, with with Piggy under center, and I think he's exciting. And I hope he's our short yardage uh, third string guy. So I was just playing with you. You, if you got another game ball, Sack, go ahead. No, my other one was Matt Cole. I thought he was mm. really, really impressive on those returns, well, and he I, also I, had a nice, nice tackle in the third quarter. I was going to say, can I take Matt Cole? But okay, if those are your game balls, I'll just give one to Jordan Salima. I think uh, he did a lot of good things tonight to, uh, you know, make uh, him being cut or even put on the practice. Like, I mean, they'll do what they need to do to keep a guy. But I, I think Jordan Salima uh, really did some some nice things. But your number one game ball, no doubt. Terrell yeah. Pigram, he was, uh, he, he was excellent tonight. Yeah, and and then he was so he was so fun to watch that he would be the reason I rewatch part of the game. Like I think mm. I'll I'll look for the game on demand on TSN and and watch Piggy's uh, Piggy T's uh, reps there. And by the way, I saw I saw someone say we can do better with a nickname than Piggy T. Yeah, that is his nickname since had that middle nickname school. Since, yeah, but but here's here's the thing: more more uh nicknames have come out since okay um some guys just call him pig yeah uh some guys uh they, they've they've used a variety of different uh iterations of it playing on his last name pigram uh spelled pig rome uh but that's how he pronounces it so i mean i think i think we could i think we could probably find a good nickname for him it's your boy bruce yeah. he goes aka piggy smalls because he called him the notorious pig very nice oh very nice not bad that's better than what i had which was win a piggy well t kona Polly getting piggy with it i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to the notorious uh of course over, in cap over kona Polly. <laughs> everything has to be in caps like Sure. But, you know, Isha Boy Bruce goes with Piggy Smalls. 
yeah, better rapper good. than uh, getting piggy with it would be the reference to uh, that other rapper whose name uh, we will not even mention. Uh, right. Because he had a, a pretty rough winter. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of like this. Ryan Friesen say his name is Isha. Isha boy Bruce. It's true. Uh, Andrea, who uh, joins again this season. Good to see you watching live on YouTube. I think hey, number Andrea. three should be the number two QB. That is oh, number three. Terrell Pigram should be the number two quarterback. Darren's head's going to explode. No, no, it's not. I understand people wanting more Terrell Pigram. I get it. But it's early. It's early. We'll see what happens. Listen, I, I, you, you know what the Bombers do with their with the third stringer. You've seen what they do, uh, what they did with Sean McGuire with Dakota Prukop. You know, they they have special packages, right? They they've got the wedge package, they've got the goal line package, they've got, you know, second and short or second and medium where they're throwing the ball. I mean, I trust me. The nice thing about Buck Pierce is he doesn't create a system and try and make the guys fit in it. He creates the system for the guys based on what they do well. And trust me, when Piggy makes this team, which we sh- we're pretty sure he will, right? What 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 kinds of delights can culinary delights can uh, uh, Buck Pierce cook up, Darren, in, in that in that kitchen of his? I I am quite excited. I'm quite excited to see what they have in what they have in store for Piggy. Yeah, me me too. Uh, they they did it with Dakota Prukup. They did it yeah. with Chris Strebler. They have done it with uh, second and third string quarterbacks in years past. Um, I mean, never put creativity past the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on no. offense, on defense, or on special teams. Uh, that that's for sure. Um, they'll they'll. They'll pull something out of the old tickle trunk uh, every once oh, in yeah. a while. Um, oh, I see. I was going to mention the 109th championship again, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, um, you could do it. I'm, well, fine. no, let, let's keep things on a happy note. And that means time for your happy honker in uh, memoriam of uh, CJOB and uh, the late great uh, from there. Uh, your happy honker tonight. My happy honker is the 24,654 fans that showed up to a preseason game on a Friday night in the summer, Darren. You know, it's starting to get to be, uh, you know, lake season. And to have that many people show up to a preseason game was was astounding. That was Mm -hmm. awesome. I was so excited to see that. So that's my happy honker. And and I get a, a, a lowercase happy honker for Willie Jefferson for hyping the crowd in a preseason game. <laughs> Heck, he did it in training camp. He's always hyping the crowd. I thought that was cool too. Yeah. Yeah, that, the, those are great happy honkers. I, I like it a lot. I was just dying to use that sound effect uh, in uh, <laughs> honor of the late, great, Cactus Jack Wells, uh, who always handed out the Happy Honker Award uh, on the radio back in the day. Um, the, uh, you know what, I, you know, the Happy Honker, well, I'll give it to Terrell Pigram because uh, he made everybody in that stadium tonight happy. 
You know, yeah. everybody is talking about Terrell Pigram. We've talked a lot about Terrell Pigram. Um, so for that, I will give him the happy honker award, two very strong preseason outings, probably locked himself into uh, a roster spot. He's going to get a paycheck. Uh, Hey, when you're a college quarterback and you go to a foreign country and you make a little bit of electricity happen and now you got a paycheck coming, uh, that's got to feel pretty good. So the fans are happy. Terrell Pigram, his family, everybody uh, in, in uh, his corner, no doubt yeah. they're happy as well. So that's your very your happy, happy honker award. Uh, the warrior for Chris yeah. Walby, who joins me every single week. All season long, game day Winnipeg pregame show. We go live the day before the game. Uh, you can always find it uh, here on Bonfire Sports and all our channels. If you need a link, bonfiresports.ca. You'll find everything you need there for podcasts and live streams and uh, uh, and the rest. You got a warrior for tonight? I'm trying to think. It's it's tough. Oh, I think I got it's... one. I got one. Okay, I got go one. ahead. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make the team because he's 21 years old. He was a fifth round draft pick in the CFL draft this past year in 2023. He's probably going to go back to school because he's got three years of eligibility left. How do I know that? Wow. Well, his dad told me that today. Uh, bumped into <laughs> him uh, in, the, in the stands uh, at IG Field today. Uh, and that's Brett McDougal. He was wearing number number 16 on defense. He was noticeable tonight. He made a great play. Like, okay, the Rough Riders eventually punched it in, but he made a great play to tackle uh, Shea Patterson, uh, the short yardage quarterback for the Rough Riders. Uh, Yes. You know, not a, like, not a eye open, like, not a, you know, blow your socks off play, but a rock solid play from a Canadian rookie, late round draft pick. Good on Brett McDougal. Uh, shout out to uh, his dad, whose name escapes me right now, but he's just a proud dad, Mr. McDougal tonight. Um, awesome. He actually played against Mike O'Shea, did no Brett McDougal's dad. Yeah, he was a... Uh, he played on defense for Windsor and Michael Shea played on defense for Guelph at the same right. time. He says, you know, the head coach probably doesn't know me, but, uh, uh, know, know who I was or remember who I was. So they didn't play head to head, but they did like, I mean, on the field at the same time, but they did play against each other. Uh, so yeah, that's my warrior tonight. Walby's warrior nice. to Brett McDougal. Will he go back to school, Taryn? Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll go back. He's yeah. got three years okay. left. He's 21, 21 in pro football is like, yeah, like 18 baby. in the NHL. Yeah. You better be baby. off the charts. You know, did, did we, I, I, for bonfire burning point, Darren, I, I just had when piggy came in, I thought, the game was pretty uh it was pretty much a snore fest prior to that except for a Matt Cole return mm-hmm. um or two i thought piggy really electrified the stadium and that was my burning point i i'm, I'm not going to do it based on score or or who who win, won the game because it just didn't matter yeah i i i'll forgive you for skipping over your wallby warrior and i'll agree Ooh. with you I'll agree with you. Though. My Walby Warrior. I oh yeah, I did. Have, I had a good one too. Well, My Walby Warrior. Hold up, hold up, hold on. What? Bonfire burning point. No question. You are right. He came <laughs> in. Terrell Pigram was the absolute shot in the arm. Sorry for interrupting. I I'm sincerely. He sizzled. He sizzled the bacon. He mm, did. There you go. Oh, um, see, whew, that almost one, eh? whew, that almost went right over my head. But you nailed it. Uh, 
Walby's warrior for me was actually Mark Leggio. I thought he's a guy who all of a sudden, you know, he was handed the reins last year, and now he's fighting tooth and nail for his job. He's much maligned. A lot of people accusing him of losing the Grey Cup. Um, and I thought he acquitted himself well. He had that one punt that was an illegal punt out of bounds, but otherwise his punts looked really, really good. He boomed a 50-yarder in the second quarter. Uh, his kickoff was the longest of of even uh, out-kicked uh, in terms of kickoff Sergio Castillo, and he hit his point after. So I, I got to give the guy some love because he had a lot of pressure, and he uh, I thought he, uh, by and large, came through. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Chris Joyle, Pigram for Game Ball, Happy Honker, and Warrior. <laughs> uh, probably fair to say that because you know we're even giving him the uh bonfire burning point it's not a turning point it's a burning point here on bonfire sports uh no question when he came in uh the game changed uh the bombers weren't able to come away with a win they lose 28 16 at ig field tonight it was still a madhouse on matheson you said the attendance number what was it Twenty four thousand six hundred and fifty four. it's pretty good because I know a lot That's of season incredible. ticket holders don't go to the preseason games. They'll just yeah. like give them to a neighbor or they, they go unused. That's a nice crowd. That's a nice, nice crowd. crowd. Did we have a wide to the right, Darren? I, I didn't really have much of one. Except Lother, I think. Yeah. I was just, just going to say, wide to the right can go to Brett Lowther. Uh, yeah. Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press. Hammy had a great tweet tonight that probably slipped past a lot of people. But... Uh, uh, you know, trademark, uh, snarky, uh, dry wit from Hammy. Uh, he joined us on the pregame show, by the way. So if you missed that, we talked about Kenny Lawler and a lot more. Yes. Go, go check that out right now and, and give us a thumbs up, uh, on, on that video. Just go do it. That's what you need to do. Uh, but Hammy saying, going to be looking forward to Sergio Castillo and Mark Leggio going head to head during the Labor Day Classic. Uh, which, you know, I think Ed, like, look, if, if Mark Leggio is released by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I'm thinking Edmonton signs him like immediately. They, they need somebody, which would be hilarious. It would almost be like a trade. Yeah, really. For Sergio Castillo, right? If, if, if Leggio did end up there, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. I don't think Brett Lowther is going to lose his job. If he's having a, a rough day at the office, it's a rough day at the office. He's a yeah. good kicker. Um, there, there was a time when any Blue Bombers fan would have said, we'll take that guy. Yeah. You know? So yeah. uh, should we talk about Sean Lemon before we go? Sure. Let's hit it. Let's hit up Sean Lemon. So released by the BC Lions, uh, what was it? Just about a week ago? And uh, a lot of people surprised by his release, including himself. Uh, Sean Lemon was the West Division nominee for Most Outstanding Defensive Player this past year. Was he my vote? As I've been honored to to have a vote for those awards for the last number of years. No. I think there were even better players on the Calgary Stampeders last year than Sean Lemon uh, defensively. However, um, puts up sack numbers. Chris Walby always says, okay, you got two sacks today. What'd you do on the other 65 plays? Um, look, I, I don't watch Sean Lemon every down. I'm not going to say that he 
You know, I'm not saying that. Could he sign with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Well, I heard today that he wants to sign with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What does that mean, though? Really? What does that mean? I think you could, like, if any player in the CFL today was a free agent, wouldn't you say, oh, I'd like to sign with Winnipeg. Wouldn't you say that? Chance to win a cup? Sure. Like, sure. So is but there... still, the fact that he said it, that, is, that's something. Is there truth to that? Uh idea that winnipeg might be interested in him i don't know that all i know is i heard in a casual conversation tonight that he would like to sign with winnipeg so we'll see do the blue bombers need him Mm, he could be a nice rotational piece i think winnipeg uses a very multiple defensive front yeah. Willie Jefferson kicks into D tackle, like lines up at the yep. nose, lines up right on the center. Uh, they push guys to the outside. Jake Thomas will, will play on the edge once in a while. They'll bring uh, Shane Gauthier or Adam Big Hill right to the line of scrimmage uh, and, and line them up there. So would Sean Lemon be a nice rotational piece, especially being without Teadric Hansen for at least a month to and start especially the year? If Especially if they're saving money on Lawler. You're saving a little money on Lawler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, we don't know how close Winnipeg is to the cap. We don't. You know, you and I talked about the cap lots uh, on Bonfire Midweek. Go check that out if if you haven't yet. Um, But (laughs) they, they could have room for him. They could have room for him. It also depends for Sean Lemon. It's like, okay... I don't know these numbers for sure, okay? But let's just say for argument's sake, for simplicity's sake, he wants $100,000 for a contract, okay? I don't know. Maybe it's seventy-five. Maybe it's $175,000. I don't know. I don't know what he wants. I don't know what he can get. Let's just say $100,000. If he wants $100,000, will he wait to get $100,000 from another team? Or would he take a chunk less to join Winnipeg. If yeah. what I heard tonight was true, that he wants to join the Blue Bombers. We'll see. We'll see. Well, and you, you, you'd you think you'd you'd find Winnipeg attractive if you're playing opposite Willie Jefferson or Jackson Jeffcoat, who's going to take the double team and here can get some more sacks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did Richie Hall coach Lemon before? Maybe in Saskatchewan. He very well may have coached Sean Lemon before. That that's interesting. Um, I think I might have also heard that he would like to return to Saskatchewan. Oh you know, yeah, I didn't even know Lemon played for Saskatchewan. Oh yeah, like recently. I thought I know he played for BC and Calgary, and he's played for Toronto. I know he's played for Ottawa. Oh yeah, is, is he, has he done the whole Kevin Glenn? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> thing? Oh yeah. So Sean Lemon is 34 years old. He will be 35 in August. He played his rookie year in Saskatchewan in 2011, then Edmonton, then Calgary for two years, then Ottawa for, well, he played half a season, played nine games, then Saskatchewan uh, in 2016, one game before moving out of Toronto in 2016. Was that a trade? I think it might've been Toronto for two years pardon me, Toronto for three years, then to BC in 2018, played 13 games, 
back to Toronto in 2019, four games, then traded to BC, another 10, so played 14 games in 2019. And then Calgary in 2021 and 2022, where he played uh, 11 games and 17 games, respectively, in those two seasons. So 135 games in, well, 12 seasons in the CFL. So the only teams he hasn't played for are Hamilton and Winnipeg. He really is. He could be a real Kevin Glenn uh, protege there. No, he played for Hamilton. uh, Oh, pardon me. Is that right? Oh, gosh. Or Montreal. I guess he hasn't played for Montreal either. Right. Hamilton and Montreal. Yeah, is that right? Holy cow. That is something. But he had had 14 sacks last year. That's his highest total since 2016. Now, he played 17 games last year and had 14 sacks. Uh, He has not played that many games since 2016, where he had 14 sacks in 16 games. So, I mean, he had 13 sacks in 2014 with Calgary when he played the full regular season 18 games. So he is a producer, right? Um, If you can add a 34 or 35-year-old that can probably average a sack a game, or maybe, you know, three quarters of a sack a game on average uh, as a rotational guy. Good. Could be a nice piece. Could be a nice That's piece. That's pretty good. As yeah. as Rod Black would call him, a sack master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy just had some interesting, interesting turns of phrase. Let's just leave he it did. at that. He did. You know, and, and on a personal level, uh, you know, I... I I am friends with Rod Black or or I'll say acquaintances. Uh, You know, we've worked together a little bit before and uh, shared a meal, I think maybe once. Uh, That said, I think, you know, we're going to miss him calling CFL games. He certainly was entertaining and there were many of Rod Black drinking games, but we'll, we'll maybe bring that up another show. It's probably getting too late. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) so on that note, uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts is now I can't wait for the real, the real bullets to start flying. <laughs> That's good, waiters. He's got some. He's got some shots. Waiters, I also appreciate your YouTube page. I don't know if people know, but he has a lot of. Uh, yeah. He has a lot of good stuff on there, including some full games of, uh, of bomber games. Uh, but he's uh, got like he's got like every blue bombers kick yeah. return touchdown. Yeah, yeah. In one YouTube video, so. Waiters 27. It's an easy one to remember. Yeah, check him out on YouTube. Yep. Yep. Go check, go check him out on YouTube. Um, um, no, I'm excited for yeah. the real bullets to fly. I, I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell comes to town, uh, retooled Hamilton Tiger Cats team. That's a great rivalry we have. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. Only a week away. I can't believe it's a week away. Like I can't I believe it, but so happy and excited to see all the fire starters uh, in the pregame and postgame and midweek, and now a second pregame and postgame. Uh, and we'll get the second uh, edition of Bonfire Midweek uh, going on Wednesday. Walby and I will have the pregame on Thursday and then game day after dark, as we always do Friday night. Be sure to join Ooh. us. Uh, 
following the Blue Bombers Hamilton Tiger Cats game. That's on Friday, June 9th at IG Field. It's going to be a scene at the Madhouse on Matheson with the Bumblebees as I like to call them. Uh, but Bo Levi Mitchell in black and yellow uh, and the Tiger Stripes uh, coming to town. Man, like Bo didn't play. I don't believe Bo played in the preseason for the Cats, So he's going to come here and play his first game in those tabby uniforms. Uh, rivalry game. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, buddy. Yep. And uh, take Andrea's advice. Smash the like button folks <laughs> well they said lime maybe that's a lemon lime pun i, I don't know but oh. uh go do that go give a thumbs up right now it's yeah. super easy just it. right below boom do it appreciate it do it uh great seeing everybody in the live chat you guys are the best thanks you are too jet oil tom uh great seeing you craig smith uh phyllis uh sandy everybody uh it's your boy even you freezer uh but uh yeah great seeing everybody tonight chris joyle killing uh things in the live chat tonight uh last but definitely not least go check them out if you're not going to the game at ig field on friday go to shannon's irish pub bombers game day specials before during and after every blue bombers game home and away every jets game all season long 21 beers on tap awesome food if you've never been go check it out if you have been you know just how cool how eclectic how unique shannon's irish pub is under the streets i mean that literally if you've never been under the streets of downtown winnipeg 175 carlton street just a saucer pass, just a piggy tea pass <laughs> down the street from True North Square, Shannon's Irish Pub. Ca. Uh, final thoughts, Zach. I'll leave it to you. Oh, uh, like I said, I uh, I just can't wait for the regular season to start, buddy. <clears throat> and I want to boo, boo, boo. Bo? Rain down some booze on Bo Levi Mitchell, who I said last year in season one that he was done. I said he was done, and you argued with me quite vociferously. And we'll see who's right. We'll see. We'll see who's right next Friday night. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. Oh, Sandy, thank you so much. Uh, I don't know Sandy, if you can see rule. Sandy right right behind me here. Do you see? Yeah. Do you see? My What's this right here? Oh, there's yours. There's she mine. made us a mug, folks. Make us a present. See what? What about the rest of you? I'm I'm treating no mine like goodness. a trophy. I I want to keep it immaculate, right yeah, there. Yeah, you would. Right there. I'm well, using I'm still, it because I use things until they're like pretty much toast. I'm still rocking. Yeah. This uh, 108th Grey Cup. Whoop, Hamilton Wait, mug. That's one you can talk about. That's fine, but not the 109th. Okay. Talked about it too much tonight, didn't I? So we'll see everybody Wednesday at 7.30. And yes. then we got you and Walby for uh, game day, pregame. And then we'll do after dark after the first game of the season, baby. Yeah. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Do this more than anything. Go tell your friends. Go tell your boss. Go tell your work wife. Go tell your cousin. Go tell your mom. Go tell your dad. Go tell whoever you know in your life that loves the Winnipeg Blue Bombers or even just, you know, kind of likes 
knowing what's going on with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Send them to bonfiresports.ca, get them to subscribe, get them to watch, get them on their podcast app and search Bonfire Sports Winnipeg, okay? You're going to find us. You know the Classic B. It's right there for you. WPG next to it. I put that there for a reason. Bonfire is here for you, Winnipeg. We're here for you, Southern Manitoba. So uh, go support uh, and help us uh, keep uh, help us keep able to provide you with this free content uh, on your favorite football team. We've got some Jets hockey coming in uh, 2023. And, uh, well, really, I mean, you got the schnitz. What, what more could you ask for? What else do you need, really? What else do you need, really? Okay, everybody, have a great night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, Nara.